0: Watch low-budget, what is it called? <laughs> low-budget <fly? laughs> live? Oh. Low budget live.
1: Low-budget live. Alright. Damn these biloxi Blue. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a river boat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. The summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you out time This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, more. I. Don't care Head in my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line to get out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there
2: low budget. Live, not so live. This is the podcast for November 8th, 2021. And we uh inching closer to Thanksgiving. It's hard to uh hard to believe to be honest. That we're getting there. But uh podcast Monday, November the 8th here, the low budget live bar and grill. You bunch of low lifers. And if you noticed uh there at the beginning, if you're listening or, or you uh, you you're watching there. The Aaron Martins intro The Aaron Martins intro Four years ago when I started this Michelle Ickstead Shelly Pub mix queen Michelle was uh, Was very helpful With a lot of things on the podcast And she was You know At blonde girl Behind the scenes And She was at an elite event And uh, Aaron and I Have known each other For for quite a while And uh, And we were trying to do video promos. And, and look, this is when we were doing it on Instagram, and there was no recorded evidence of anything, and we were just shooting from the hip. And me, uh, myself, and uh, and and Big C, Corey, I've got some other videos I found on my phone, but Michelle shot that at an Elite Series event with Aaron. And he's like, low-budget fly, low but I can't say budget. It, it was one of my favorite things. I've shared it on social media before, uh, and I've got another clip of him also, where we were just trying to ask him like what is boat snacks where boxers are brief just just really silly stuff. And I've got that on my phone. I'll always have that. It's really funny. He said he likes uh, boxer briefs for the support. <laughs> but obviously starting the show again on uh, on a on a sad note, man, I, I can't put into words what Aaron Martin's meant to me. And I think that so many people you you've seen the outpouring. Of of posts and things on social media, and uh, Aaron was one of the most amazing people. Uh, forget the fishing stuff. Forget the fact that he was a phenom, that he was a genius, that he was the natural, the furious hog snatcher, all those things. Forget all that. He was an amazing person, and I think that that you know when you leave this earth and you go out one of these days that's that's what should matter and you're seeing that now with Aaron everybody's stories are the same i don't think there's ever there's a person in this entire industry man he touched so many people i don't think anybody ever had anything bad to say about Aaron ever and you just don't get that we're we're all a bunch in this bass fishing world we we bicker we we argue we we, uh, you know, my struggles are more important than yours. And, you know, I, I'm out here trying to fight for sponsors myself and forget you. And, and whatever the case is, whether it's the leagues or or the other anglers, you know, we bicker. And nobody could have a bad thing to say about Aaron, man. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And uh, obviously, 49 years old, gone too soon, but... He was a fighter all the way to the end, man. He competed in the BPT this just this summer with a boat official driving him around. Like I, I just it's incredible. He's incredible. He he leaned on his faith, he leaned on his family, leaned on his friends. And uh and I was proud to call Aaron a friend. I, I we weren't close by any stretch of the imagination, but but I think he would have said we were friends. And he he was my hero he was my i mean one of my top fishing heroes he came onto the scene right as i was really getting into it and and i was always really intrigued by these west coast guys and their finesse and big swim baits and he was all that man when he's coming up and he's and he's so innovative and in all of his techniques and things brings them all over here I, and i'll never forget aaron when i first started fishing the bassmaster opens at 19 years old he was fishing i was fishing against aaron martins and, and he had a and there was a crown roll team from some of you old school guys out there you remember that there were several guys that had crown peter Tilaveros, and several guys had they had these freaking ford excursions these big suvs and these purple ass (laughs) wrapped crown roll boats and trucks and it was the first boat wraps really i ever remember seeing i was like oh my god and it was like you saw this i mean just living legend even then, and this was before he really, you know, all of his, he really accomplished so many things at the elite series level or MLF, setting records when it was just a TV show, just incredible man, and always pushing the boundaries. Um, but I, I was fortunate enough to spend one day in a boat with him. One day is all I ever got. Now Aaron and I had dinner multiple times, and we we certainly spent a lot of time together at shows and different things over the years. But one time I got to fish with him, and I think I've told this story on here before. But I got to see him in action, shoulder to shoulder on the front deck. We drop shot for smallmouth. We were up in Maine. And it was just exactly like you think it would have been. He was just so unbelievably dialed. He'd never been on this lake. And we had so much fun. But my favorite thing... He and I going back and forth, and we're talking. He's so analytical, talking about weight sizes on his drop shot. Well, I think they'll bite it better if I go to this versus this. All day long, he's just talking out loud, and I kept thinking he was talking to me. He's talking to himself. He's just he's working through the calculus problem that is bass fishing. Sometimes, right? And he's he's figuring it out, man. Once we once we got on them, it was just stupid. We caught I don't know how many smallmouth, and and we got in this area of the lake where the water got a little dirtier. And I asked him about a color, robo worm. He's, you know, a big robo worm guy, obviously. And he turns around and looks at me. Just just and this was a color that I had thrown for years on the Tennessee River. And he says, How do you know about that? <laughs> just so and he was so serious. I thought he was joking. And I said, Well, man, I I picked some up at a tackle store a few years ago and they they just kind of randomly, but they really looked good and they and they worked great. And he said, bro. You just blew my mind Because <laughs> he didn't think anybody knew about it And uh, and he was super secretive like that When he had something that he thought worked And then he's like There's some in that back compartment back there That's that's the idea That's the move That's how we're going to get these fish And this little bit of stained water to bite And we, we both rigged up this color and started catching them up man and it was uh it was so much fun because it was like I showed him something that day or I made a decision that helped he and I catch more fish and it was just so special so special and uh, he'll be missed man that, obviously that goes without saying His is lovely kids is his beautiful wife Leslie they're great people man great people and uh, I'm, I'm certainly um, hurt for those folks like so many others in this industry are. And uh, one one last thing that I'll say about Aaron, because we got a lot to talk about today, obviously. Um, He was so humble. And what I mean by that is in the bass fishing world, there's a lot of folks that will big league you. And that's in anything. I've played music for you. As you get some guy that's the, the blistering guitar player, has a little bit of success, they'll kind of talk down to you. Bass pros are like that, whether it's about your equipment, your knots. I'm not saying all of them, but, but a lot of guys, like, we give each other a hard time anyways. I'll say that. Like, well, you tie that knot? I mean, and you do it with your buddies, whether you're a pro or not. Oh, that's the kind of treble hooks you use? You don't know what in the hell you're talking about. Or this is what you do? Bro, you're an idiot. There's so much of that in bass fishing. And Aaron was never that guy. And uh, we were at a TH Marine Riders Conference one time on Smith Lake in the fall And it was me and Aaron and uh, Matt Heron, Scott Canterbury, Matt Lee, Jordan Lee, Jesse Wiggins, several several folks. I think Russ Lane was there. There were several of us there. We had all gone out that morning, and it was extremely tough on everybody but me, and and I caught a really good stringer, spotted bass. So in those media events, you see the content that comes out of these. A lot of times we box fish. To take pictures, so I brought back a live well full of uh, really nice spotted bass, and it came back in. And Aaron was really the only one that really brought one back in, and he had like a really you know three plus pound spot. But I had I had a live well full, and he he was enamored by the fact that I had gotten so many bites because he's like the spotted bass guru. And we started talking, and I showed him what I was catching on, and told him, and he was so absolutely intrigued by that And nobody else I told everybody I'm like hey man This is what I'm doing to catch them And you know Because it's all about the uh, It's all about the the overall event Right So you want everybody to go catch fish And he was the only one that cared And he sincerely cared And he was looking at the At the jig that I was catching them on And he, he had never seen it And right then on the spot He ordered like I don't know how many From Tackle Warehouse <laughs> it, was so, it was so cool to me but he wasn't that guy. Like a lot of guys are going, oh yeah, a jig, yeah, I catch him But there was something and still to this day, this jig that I like is very special at times. And he was all over it. It was it was so cool, but he was never he he didn't know it all. Even though he knew it all, he knew more than most of us. He knew more than than most of us ever will if we fished another hundred lifetimes. But he was so thirsty for that knowledge of how I tricked those spots into biting that morning when he had tried all his tricks. It was incredible, and I and I, I never ever will forget that ever. Along with just every regular goofy conversation Aaron and I had hanging out um, at events or different things. Man, he he was uh, he was he was such a just one of a kind, one of a kind. So, unfortunately, rest in peace to. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. One of the best to ever do it. Certainly one of my heroes, to say the very least. So thoughts and prayers to the Martin's family. All right, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this show. Let's get into these sponsors. And uh, let's talk some business. Let's talk some business. All you low lifers tuning in. First and foremost, Startron still getting tagged up, man. Y'all, y'all low lifers are getting ready for the winter time. Some of you in certain parts of the country, your water gets a little too hard to put that bass boat in. You're going to be storing it. You're going to want to put some Startron in your tank. That way, when that boat, if it sits longer than three weeks, the ethanol can get in there and gum up the works. Nobody likes that. So why wouldn't you kick ethanol in the teeth? Kick it right square in the teeth with Startron. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons. A little dab will do you. You kick ethanol in the teeth, get, get it all out of here. That way, when you go to start that boat up at next spring, the next time you get ready to go, maybe you get a wild hair. you live in the Midwest, and you decide you're going to go down to Florida or something. I don't know. And you get there and nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Nothing ruins a good day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So before you store it, you better start trying it, baby. Start trying bringing you low-budget live. For now four years And we appreciate the fine folks From Fort Lauderdale, Florida Sims Sounded like I was going through puberty when I said that Sims I don't really know what I said there But Sims Fishing Products Bozeman, Montana Fine, fine fishing products Got to uh, wear those out this week Down at Gross Savant in Louisiana We had anything from Some Solar Flex Sun Shirt weather The first couple days To uh, Sims gloves and toboggan weather <laughs> Pretty quick Pr- Not coming out of the pro dry bibs And and, uh, and rocking every bit of Sims cold weather gear we could get uh, And they make it all there At Sims You can absolutely outfit yourself For the cold, for the heat, for the rain For the snow even Maybe you want a sun hat Maybe you are getting to go to some all-inclusive resort Down in the Bahamas You don't want to burn your bald head up Get you a Sims sun hat I don't know, maybe get you some sun gloves, or go the opposite way and bundle yourself up with some Sims fishing products. I'm here to remind all you low-lifers, you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries, get, get messages from those folks all the time that you low-lifers show up and show out over there. ProGuideBatteries.com, get you some of those new lithiums, get you some of them 31 AGMs. Go check it out They got the chargers on there They got all kind of stuff on there Proguybatteries.com. You can get yourself a little break Take it, we're, we're headed into the holiday season Get you a little bit of extra money For that Black Friday shop And use code LBL10 Proguidebatteries.com Last but not least Hang the banner Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas The official boat of low budget live in the traveling circus That X-21 with the Yamaha 250 show With that beautiful sea deck Lord have mercy Had a blast I mean a blast down there Gross Savon hanging out with some of the express folks This week had a, had a really cool event Monday to Friday Down there And uh, got to spend some time with Mr. Rory Herndon himself And a lot of the express boats crew and uh, a few important folks that make everything happen at Express Running around in that Louisiana marsh down there at Gros Savon, And I got to tell you, if you ever get a chance to go anywhere Like you're like, I want to go on a special bass fishing trip I'm going to go to Mexico, I'm going to do this Listen, go to Gros Savon. I'm telling you, first class, they got a chef on site That a boy, he put it on you being a damn coma Nearly every every lunch, every dinner, you just don't even know what to do with yourself. You go down there, Mr. Doug Miller's gonna take care of you. You're gonna get to spend some time with former Elite Series angler Dennis TJ. I got to hang on my buddy Dennis TJ. I hadn't seen Dennis in a few years, and he's down there making it, making it happen at Gros Savant. And just a great time, man. They got all these different bass lakes. You can go red fishing. It's it's super, super, super cool. We absolutely crushed on them in weather conditions that we shouldn't have but we we certainly did it's a testament to how good the fishery is down there they they manage it they take care of it but we had about six x21s down there including spoiler alert a little new model hmm. that I got to uh, got to crawl all around in and me likeiki I'm excited. I'm excited. But we had a uh, had a great time down there. The folks at Express, folks, building excitement since 1966. And something I want to say about Express, real quick, and this is a testament to who they are. Um, Rory Herndon, who is the man in charge there, I had a self-inflicted trailer issue because when it rains, it pours. And uh, I had broken something on my trailer. I didn't realize it. And uh, they saw that on Tuesday. They, they sent parts from Express, and Rory himself on Thursday night in the freezing cold in the dark climbed under my trailer and fixed it. I mean, incredible to me that the man that runs the show, El Presidente, fixed it himself along with a couple other folks from Express there Chris Vines, Mr. Dustin. They took care of me. It's incredible. And, uh, got me back going because I could not, I, I, had, I had, I had ran off in a ditch, let's just be honest, and, uh, down in the marsh and, and messed some stuff up, but huge testament to who those guys are, what they're about, and great people that I am very proud, um, to represent and, uh, and be a part of their family, for sure. So Express Boats, go give them a look if you can find one. Good luck, good luck. <laughs> it's, uh, a little busy out there right now, uh. Something else that happened while I was there, the Braves, i got to mention this real quick, and I know why a lot of you are listening today or have tuned in because all the craziness going on in the fishing world. But uh, the Atlanta Braves won the freaking World Series, man. My 12-year-old heart was full. I was so excited. Chris Vines from Express, we got to watch that. He's a big Braves fan. So sucked not being home with Hudson Lee Duncan. My fourteen year old is is obsessed. I let him before I let for game five. I let him stay up till till it was almost over. And of course, the Astros won. That was when it was at you know at home in Atlanta, and uh, we stayed up here hoping that we'd get to celebrate together. And then of course they they lost and won in Houston. And I was I was gone when that happened. But it was cool to be with a fellow Braves fan, Chris Vines. He's like me. My daddy Richard, my 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 grandfather passed away a couple years ago. I don't remember a time in the '90s where the Braves weren't on TBS at his house. He was a he was a big Braves fan. I'll say the '90s, '80s, and '90s. I mean, late '80s. He was, he was all in. So I know he's smiling about that somewhere and uh, smiling, looking at them Braves. He's probably doing a tomahawk chop. Man, he he for my tenth birthday, him and the rest of my family took me to to Fulton County Stadium. I got to go, and I was ninety three as a matter of fact. But I got to go see the Braves. In person for the first time And that was such a Such a huge deal for me In my childhood So it's cool that my sons like it And uh Congrats to the freaking Atlanta Braves man World Series champions that's, That was the the south. That's the team of the south Growing up So Very very cool Alright Also shout out Caleb Summerall Caleb Summerall Had a blast with that goofball Down there uh, Swole Patrol Swole Patrol Caleb Summerall all right, moving on, moving on. So lots to talk about. I'm going to get a couple other things out of the way first before we do a deep dive on what's going on in my life right now. Uh, Brent Crow, I want to say congratulations to my old buddy, Brent. Been knowing Brent the whole time I've been fishing, I feel like. Brent won the Toyota Championship in amazing fashion there on Pickwick. Dropped a bomb on them last day, 23 pounds of them old. Wilson down brown ones and won two hundred. Hang on a second, two hundred and forty five thousand dollars. What? Brent's been owing me money for a while. He just don't know it. But yeah, man, I told you the series championship was no joke at first place payout. I mean, and these dudes fish three events to get in. You know, like three tournaments. It's a good deal. I really do. I think it's one of the um, you know, it's no entry fee, but I think it's one of the best things going at that level of bass fishing right now. I really do. I, I think that uh, I think that with the, the Phoenix boats, what they've done with the contingency money and things, in that, it, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a good deal, man. 200, 200 grand if you don't have the contingency, that's a hell of a payday for quote triple A. Now you got a lot of you got a lot of big boys fishing that, and I don't blame them. You know, I might have to try to get me a little dose of that next year. Mark McCoy, they run a great trail, truly great human being, and uh, it's it's cool to see. But uh, Brent's been after it for a long time. He's had a hell of a year. Top 10 the Bassmaster, open at Pickwick, top 10 up at the St. Lawrence River, but was able to uh, qualify through the Toyotas there. Northern Toyotas made it to championship and, and squeaked in tiebreaker with Randy Blockett. Of all, of all people there And makes it in, wins $245,000 So congrats to Brent If you're looking for somebody to take you fishing on Brent On Pickwick, Brent is, uh, is a good one My buddy David Allen, Jimmy Mason Those are all good dudes to go fishing with on Pickwick Lake But Brent told me he's going to be guiding up at St. Lawrence River next summer So you want to shoot Brent a message If you want to go catch some brown ones up there next summer But uh, congrats to him My buddy Fat Todd Castledine. Making the top 10 in that one as well He's uh, he's something I got to talk to Mr. Todd last week a little bit Love me some Todd Castledine So he had a good event there too And um, he's he's had a very, very good year He's won like 15 Angler of the Years now In the Toyotas Congratulations to Maddie Wong Loving you as Wong I don't want to be right, Maddie. I love your name, buddy uh, He won the Bassmaster Federation The Bass Federation down at the Ouachita River I always think that's one of the coolest tournaments. It's obviously one of the hardest to qualify for. Shout out to the guys that uh, qualify over and over and over. It's it's very impressive. Very impressive. And uh, he he came from behind and won that sucker, and uh, now he goes to the Bassmaster Classics. pretty freaking cool. He did it in an old, like, Boats and Pros Ranger, too. S- slick rig. Pulls it all away from California and goes down there and beats some boys. Now he gets officially elites out of a, a nitro. Like, it's a really cool setup really cool setup they 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 uh you know they provide you that I believe they pay your entries to the elite. it's it's a damn cool deal and you get to go to the classics so congrats to Maddie on that my old buddy Kobe Carden was leading it after two days and I thought uh, Kobe was going to be able to pull it out and unfortunately he slipped there the last day but Kobe is uh one of the best fishermen to ever pick up a rod and reel as well you heard it right here folks first folks he's already done that elite series thing he wins ABTs. He's been all over the place and back. But uh, he had a chance down there and then just slipped up on the last day. So shout-out to Kobe, my old roommate in the Bassmaster Opens, out there doing it to it. Federation, it's man, it's a good program. I would like to see Bass have a BFL weekend thing again, like the weekend series they used to do. I really would. Um, I don't think they're interested in that, but I think it would be pretty cool. That, that weekend level, that that solo you know the federations a really good opportunity for a lot of people to you know to get to the classic but it would be cool to in addition to that i feel like to have some uh to have some some bfl ish events i think that would be very cool to see bass do i think that's missing in their uh missing in the in the in the hand there and i don't think they're worried about it necessarily you know they tried it for a little bit they did it through aba and then they got out of it pretty quick but uh, i think i think those were i, don't, I think that's needed I think it's needed right now, you know, with the with the divide in the industry. I think that uh, another weekend ish type series with some regional events, different things could could be uh, could be really good. could be really good. All right, just out here just solving the world's problems. Everybody's problems but mine. Oh, we'll get stretched out for this one. I'm gonna get stretched out for this one. So this episode has uh originally you know I pre-recorded the last couple been traveling been you know had a lot going on obviously and um and last week I recorded with Cody Huff and I, I talked about how this week would be the MPFL championship preview and uh got that one recorded and got it got it edited got everything ready to go and then I got a phone call that I never thought I would get Ever Thought I would get Um, I I mean I I think by Judging by internet comments and things like that I think a lot of people thought it was a call That I would get at some point I think it was a call that a lot of You know people Negative folks out there hoped that I would get But it was a call I never expected to get It was a call that um, That there was nothing all year long, and I say a year from last August, there was nothing, not one, anything, iota, conversation, red flag, anything that led me to believe this phone call was coming. And that phone call was from Brad Fuller at the MPFL that the championship was canceled. That they were going to let the anglers know And that next year We're just going to have to figure it out We're going to have to figure it out Things aren't good Things aren't good Some things were mishandled And things aren't good And when I tell you I'm sitting right here when I took the call That I bet my mouth hit the ground uh, Because I just kept saying What? Um, This was on a Friday And I keep very close tabs with these guys. I, I talk to them very regularly. And uh, just a couple of days before, we were planning the championship. <laughs> uh, some, some, deep, some fine-tuning details kind of stuff. And I was going to the studio in Wisconsin, Dudley and I, for this event. I was going to try to go over to Chattanooga a couple of days before I had to fly up. But, like, all these plans were being made. And then hit a brick wall. Last phone call I ever expected to get. I called Marissa and she's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not good. Um, I have not only uh, enjoyed what I've got to do for the NPFL. I, I think it's obvious how much I enjoyed that. I talk about it a lot. It's my favorite thing, one of the my favorite things I've ever got to do in fishing. Other than actually catching bass, like it's it's like a dream gig for me, and I felt like I understand it, and I feel like I know my role there, and on the commentary side, and and I enjoy it very much. I take it very serious, and it, it's something that I've loved dearly all year, and it's so for me selfishly, the first thought that comes to mind in this negative phone call is. Hell, I hope it's not over because I want to keep doing this. And and this is my, you know, this is my 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 deal. Like these guys thought enough of me to reach out to me to make me part of this thing, part of the faces, you know, one of the faces for the league. And I have come to really grow fond of these 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 folks, these owners and these anglers this year. Brad Fuller, Michelle Fuller, Al McCullough, and Paul Benson And too many anglers to name That I i feel like I could call friends and, and uh, colleagues And a lot of really, really good people So I had a lot of emotions run through me I was pissed I was pissed at, at ownership Because it's it is it is messed up It's messed up It's messed up to make promises on paper all year to these anglers, and then pull the plug at the end. It's it, it's it's it sucks. It sucks. Uh, they are going to resolve that with the anglers financially. They are, but it still it sucks. Now now let's let's look at this from a standpoint of it's not the classic. They weren't trying to make it the classic. It's not you know. Uh, I'll, I'll let other people act like their championships are the biggest championship. We were just excited because it was ours. You know, wasn't necessarily paying. You know, wasn't like it was paying two hundred grand. It was paying first place was paying less than a regular season win, but it was entry fee free. So very cool opportunity for these guys, twenty five of them, to go to the Tennessee River and and finish out their year on on a exclamation point. And that's how the year was shaping up for me. I, I would give if I could rate it out of six events as far as how the tournaments were ran the the you know the events themselves the anglers our live coverage honest to god i'd give it and i and i'm negative as hell at times i'd give it like a seven out of ten like i thought we there were things we could have done better but i felt like it it was a, a overwhelming success you're starting to hear from people like an iCast in July this year after our fourth event you, you start hearing it's industry people, people that matter, people that ignored it were coming to me and it had a very positive vibe. We had some big-name anglers that were very interested in fishing next year. Very interested. Would blow your mind, to be honest. Any Anybody that's a naysayer, anybody that's negative, like it would blow your mind the people that reached out about fishing next year. And we had a few that were, were very interested. And, you know, we had a couple of anglers in the league that this is their only platform. It's the only place anybody's ever heard their name in the fishing world. That's not their fault, but they've never made waves anywhere else, okay? And then they, they got on camera a few times at NPFL and, and some of these guys were the first to drag these people through the mud, whether it was on social media or public. Man, the, the stuff I've heard behind the scenes. Um, and I get being pissed. I get it. I'm an angler. I get it. But I also understand, and this is where I'm at. I was pissed. I don't get to go work another week doing what I love And in this year on a high note, now we get to answer to all the trolls of the internet, you know, the the faceless nameless morons out there with their fake pages and calling the NPFL Ponzi schemes and all this bullshit. That's not true um, at all. And, And now that's how our first season ended. And we were on such a freaking high, truly. And... I think it's several things here. I think I think money was mismanaged, uh, and what little money they had, and what I mean by that is you had four people invest in this thing without any sponsor support. Okay, and they would have been out of their minds to think they were going to get any. Period. It's an unknown thing. So I understand why sponsors weren't just signing up. I get it. Hey, man, I got a bass tournament. Here it is. Okay, good. That's kind of, I get it. So the industry was very much not, they didn't support it. They didn't support it. They were watching through the blinds. I I know people that were, I know people at other organizations that were watching through the blinds. They were watching what we're doing. They're texting me, they're calling, they're whatever. They're enjoying it, but the industry as a whole, because they've been bent over the barrel by other companies for years, and I understand that, never gave them a chance. Or they're in long-term contracts with other people. So I get it, I get it. I've been on that side. I've been on that marketing side of the business, looking at budgets and things, and I get it, I get it. Um, if If they messed up anywhere... I feel like it was trying to be too big too soon. And what I mean in that is there was never anything that was out of the question like production wise. Hey, let's do this. Okay, we'll do it. All right, let's do that. Let's do And and I think shooting out of the, shooting from the hip and going 10 cameras, 3 days right out of the jump in a new league was probably some of the issue. I believe it was I think that uh, I think these guys got fed some And this is super behind the scenes stuff But there were some people that got involved with this Late in the year A company that was a quote sponsor That got involved And They train wrecked it I don't think anything but that I expressed my concern to ownership In the Wisconsin event When I saw these guys and talked to these guys they were a part of it, and uh, and and things really, in my opinion, started going south around that time, um, or or had the potential to. Like I said, I never saw anything that made me think this phone call was coming. Um, we've all been high fiving like it's it's silly, and uh, but there were some guys that got involved that did not have the angler's best interests at heart, and damn sure didn't have the owners. These guys, in my opinion, were trying to make a quick buck. It's my opinion, and. From what I know, ain't a damn soul made any money, okay? Uh, Brad Fuller and Al McCull aren't riding around in damn Mercedes where they took people's entry fees. Like, I know these people personally. They're trying to figure it out and, uh, and are very embarrassed and ashamed that this is how it went. Trust me. They're very embarrassed. And they should be, ultimately, ultimately, because guys like myself, guys like Fat Cat Newton, guys like David Dudley – we agreed to come on and and really believed in this thing and worked on it. And then before our last event, it gets canceled because of whatever issues, right? The anglers, 100-and-something anglers come on, pay their money, and, and support this thing. And at the end, at the last tournament, you know, they kind of got the rug pulled out from under them. So there's been, and this all happened within about seven days. So a lot of the anglers were upset. Rightfully so Some of them said some stupid things They shouldn't have said In my opinion To people they shouldn't have said it to But what I'm seeing now And what I know now Is the 2022 season And this is Like I said This is what I know Um, Had this happened in Bass Or Major League Fishing Y'all know I would have reported on it You know I would have talked about it And so that's what That's what we're doing right now That's what we're doing Um, 2022 season as I know it From the owners is happening I've seen the schedule They have a new investor Who is who is part owner in this deal now And Guys are being taken care of Financially And from what I know And anglers I've talked to Which is several Everybody's on board for next year Okay, Everybody wants this to succeed And I think that most first-year businesses, second-year businesses, third-year businesses, takes a lot of damn capital, man. And you, you've got to, to not fail. And I can't even say that they failed. I don't think they did. I think that this is an individual failure right here. I think this was mismanaged and delivered the news in a piss-poor fashion, very close to the championship. I think this should have been decided if you knew things were not good. I think this should have been handled at Grand Lake. We've preached transparency. I think this should have been taught to at the anglers. I think I should have been made aware. I think all of us that are a family at the NPFL should have been made aware that, hey, things aren't good. And this could potentially happen. And I think if you do that, the anglers and employees that might have a gigantic lack of trust now, and rightfully so, don't have that. They don't have that. So I think it was mishandled. I think it was. But again, I think it was an individual failure in an overwhelmingly successful first year. Now on paper, if you go to your accountant, if they slide over those books, the MPFL books, they're probably not going to tell them it was successful. And it wasn't from that front. They're having to go get money. But listen, what I know about how this industry works, and I know how the industry works, okay, I've been behind the scenes on, on both sides of the table from angler to marketing guy to sitting in, in meetings with people from FLW and MLF and, and Bassmaster to hear how these negotiate. The only way any of this crap goes is with sponsor money, period. Or, or you got a Stan Kroenke in your back pocket that just keeps throwing you money so you can keep going. But at some point, I mean, I, I know that when BPT started, there was there was several statements made that it will lose money for two to four years or whatever. I know that when they bought when MLF bought FLW in a meeting, Boyd Ducket says, "Yeah, it's it's not you know FLW not going to be profitable for blah 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 blah." Like a lot of people run businesses like that by the skin of their teeth. Unfortunately for the MPFL in this situation that they're in, these guys didn't have that kind of coin. And then they didn't get the sponsor support on top of that. And I know MLF, they've sold sponsorships. They have. They're very good at it. So that, that certainly helps their case. It's the same with Bass. It, it costs a fortune to be a sponsor of Bass because it costs a lot of money to put these things on and, and to do what they do to actually make money. You can't make money. People think, oh, they're taking these guys' entry fees and they're just pocketing and they're going on cruises and they're doing it. No, it's not It's not reality, man. It's not reality. It's just not. So I expect, and maybe I'm wrong, I expect a full field for NPFL in 2022. I expect 99% of the anglers to return that fish this year with some new faces coming in. We had about 15 spots open, so there'll be some guys. Some of the bigger names that I had said, stay tuned for blah, 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 I don't think they're going to fish with us. I don't think they're going to fish. And, and I, I think this was, uh, this scared some folks I think it's a, you know, I won't say it's a black eye, but it's a shot. (laughs) You know, you took a shot, you took a punch. But I think that these guys are very resilient. And I think they're going to figure it out. I really do. I really do. I just hope that they haven't done enough damage, that they haven't done so much damage in this situation where – the industry just kind of further pushes away Because The industry never supported this from the jump They just didn't You know not, not, not with their checkbooks Not with their public support At all Very few companies In the industry supported it And Rightfully so I guess Because it's new But They just didn't they didn't, and I hope that that this happening is not, you know, does not further damage that down the road so they don't get some support because I believe the anglers deserve the support. I believe the league has a very strong place in this world. I I've, I would not – even sit here and say that Had I not seen the interest it was gaining from, from veteran guys That see what they're doing Approve of what they're doing And believe in what they're doing And these are guys that didn't fish the MPFL, So I know it's got a spot I know it's got a spot Sponsor dollars are tight I understand that But I feel like it's got a spot in the world MPFL survival Going forward will solely come down to how they handle this and how they handle next year. And the saying, fool me once, you know the deal. You know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think you only get publicly in this situation one strike. You get two, you, you strike out. It's not like them World Series Atlanta Braves. You don't get three chances. So I think that they are under the microscope more than ever. I think that they have rocked the confidence of a lot of people, including myself. Um but I think that they have a plan and I think that they will roll on into twenty twenty two. I do. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know how it will look. I don't know how the coverage will look. There are lots of moving parts that I don't. That I don't have any say in, or understand, or anything like that. So I don't know what's coming. I don't. I, I may. I may be sitting on a milk crate with my iPhone commentating. Hell if I know. I don't know. Um. Uh, I haven't. Uh, my my contract ran out in November and I haven't uh, we haven't just full disclosure I, I'm not an employee I'm not talking to any of you as an employee of the National Professional Fishing League right now I built this podcast on on honesty and transparency and I told everybody when I took this job that it would not affect me and it has not the reason I had anglers on after they won is because I believe in those anglers and I got to know those anglers and I believed in what the National Professional Fishing League was trying to do, and I still do. I still do. I am cautiously optimistic that they can figure it out. Now, I can look you right in the camera and tell you right now, is it a shit show right now today? Yep. Yep. Go take a look at any. Any Facebook, Instagram post about it, it's a shit show. People love a train wreck. The people that would never comment whenever John Sokup won two or Keith Carson won Angler of the Year or Taylor Watkins gets his first win, Buck Mallory, Brandon Perkins, these guys, people that would never comment that they enjoyed it or they watched it if came out of the woodwork. It's what always happens. It's what always happens. People love negativity. They do. It's why most of you are tuned in right now, hoping that I I, I say something. I've seen smart aleck comments like, uh, uh, his lawyers told him not to speak on it. What, the, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? I consider these people friends. I consider them my brothers, my colleagues. I can tell you right now, Brad Fuller, Michelle Fuller, Two of the best folks I've ever met in my life. Al McCullough, one of the best folks I've ever met. Paul Benson, hands down, hardest worker in the room. Sharp dude, one of the best folks I've ever met. These folks are not benefiting from the National Professional Fishing League. And and I dare say their lives would be better had they never decided to do it. They could have packed up shop, gone home the second they. Because, listen, I've taken the brunt of a lot of this. I always do, you know, when you're the face and and I'm a mouth like I am, on on, you know, a mouth runner here on Low Budget Live. And they could have easily, easily rode off to the sunset. They're not in the fishing industry necessarily that, that much. They could have just gone away. But they kept trying And they figured out a solution to the problem And a lot of things have been restructured for next year And I think that I I think they've pulled it off Yet again So to recap Was I shocked? Absolutely Was I pissed? Absolutely Was I pissed for the anglers? Absolutely It's not cool to owe an angler money Ever He handed you money You hand him his down check I don't care which term of trail It's out there You don't make a guy wait for his money You don't Ever Make an angler wait for his money I don't care He made a commitment to you You made a commitment to him You don't short anybody their money Ever So I side with the anglers on that I, think, I do think it was bullcrap. I do I don't agree with canceling the championship, but if you can't make it happen, you can't make it happen. So what are you gonna do? They did what they had to, and now they've done what they have to to try to make it survive into 2022. So that's what I think about it. So I think about it. I've said in all my criticisms of Major League Fishing or BPT, I've always said it doesn't need to fail. You can go back and watch any of. Them. I can talk about the fact of why it's this or that, but I've always said doesn't need to fail. For the industry, it doesn't need to fail. This is the same way. does not need to fail. You folks that are sitting at home super excited that it's potentially failing, if you're in this industry, you need your head examined. It's the same with MLF. You can hate the format. You cannot like whoever but we do not need it as an industry to fail because if they can all survive, it means our little stretch of the world, the bass fishing world, is healthy. It means there's a place for these college kids to go fish wherever they want to. Three different options. It's huge, in my opinion. If you love tournament angling, you should not want this to fail And I love Tournament bass fishing I love and, and, and for selfish reasons Obviously I love Doing the commentary For the National Professional Fishing League It's something that I didn't even know That I loved That much until this year And So for me, I don't want it to fail for that reason. But I don't want it to fail for 125 guys that never got a damn shot anywhere else. That this was their home. And they were looking forward to to it being their home next year. So I don't want it to fail. I don't get excited about that. If I I started hearing rumors about, you know, I've heard heard this kind of stuff all year. All BPTs not paying their guys. They're not paying their guys. They're not sending checks. They owe blah, blah, blah money. They owe this guy money. They, are, they don't sit around and get excited about that. You know why? Because I'm a freaking angler. I feel bad for the dude that's owed money. But I also don't want to see it fail because I have friends that are there that are trying to make a living. And listen, not everybody can be absorbed back into the Bassmaster Opens and then the Bassmaster Elite Series. I know a lot of people are like, hey, man, come back. We'll miss you Bass. I mean... We are in such a mess as a whole in the industry. The Pro Circuit's been knocked down a notch now that all this has happened the way it has. Like, we need all of it from the BFLs to the Toyotas to the Pro Circuit to BPT to the Federation to the Opens to the Bassmaster Elite Series to all remain successful with MPFL somewhere in the middle right there. We do. That's my opinion. You wanted it, you got it. So what I think about it, I'll never sugarcoat what I have to say. I have I have absolutely always stood on a platform for the anglers because I, I'm not as good as a lot of those guys, but I'm a damn tournament fisherman at heart. Like that's what I do. It's what I've done since I was ten years old. I love and obsess and and have been obsessed over tournament bass fishing. The biggest part of my life. All of the all of this. Came in with that obsession with, This is nothing that I ever expected to do I never thought I'd put on a headset And be a host for live fishing coverage I never thought that A million years man But I love it And I love that league And what they, and what they tried to accomplish So They took a hail mary Or took a, took a freaking haymaker Not a hail mary Took a haymaker They were wobbly but They didn't go down And I think for all of us that like to fish, that love the sport, it's more fishing to watch, it's more anglers to get to know, it's more anglers to learn from, I think you got to hope that they can survive that haymaker into 2022, into 2023, and beyond, and survive and become an entity in bass fishing not to compete with Bass, not to compete with MLF, but to be a home for 125 guys every single year. You wouldn't know who Taylor Watkins was if it wasn't for this. You wouldn't know Buck Mallory. Brandon Perkins has been out there fishing for a long time, but the NPFL gave him, put him out there. Keith Carson was doing big things, but he was our AOI. He got so much coverage. Talked to him this week. He told me how beneficial it was for him fishing the NPFL. Same with John Soka. I can't defend what they've done, and I can't defend where they are right now today, but I can defend who they are as people and what the league is about. So there you go. That's my two cents on it. All over the place as usual, but... Got a lot of thoughts, I've had a lot of thoughts going down the road, man. Like from from anger to sad to to everything in between, to questioning things. I mean, I've got I've got so many many things and it'll all be ironed out. These folks always shoot me straight. There you go. That's my take on it. Put that on a damn meme. Uh cut that into little bits and pieces where it looks like I said something bad about MPFL or something on some of your fake pages. I'm sure you will. <laughs> As you sit there faceless and nameless. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. But shame on you if you want it to fail. Just so you can, what, smile and say it failed? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what that gets anybody. I don't know what that gets anybody. So, that's it. That's what I think. It's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, And hopefully we can figure things out for next year coverage-wise and I can put on a headset again. You know, lots of conversations to be had. But I'll say this, as selfish as I am about that and wanting to do that and enjoying that, if they told me tomorrow they couldn't do that anymore because it affected them financially doing the live coverage That the tournaments could keep going Based on that alone I'd say do it to it I wouldn't be mad at all I'm a tournament fisherman I want those guys to be able to fish I want those guys to get paid I want them to have a home So if it meant me losing that job So be it So be it I'm for the anglers So That's where I'm at with all of it All over the place But That's where I'm at So for those of you that tuned in to find out what I know about the National Professional Fishing League, that's what I know about it, and I live it, and I know these people well, I know the anglers better, and uh, my brother Fat Cat Newton, David Dudley, it was a hell of a year. It was a lot of fun, made a lot of new friends, and uh, it was a fantastic experience working for those folks, so that's what I know. That's what I know. I didn't see anybody rocking a new diamond chain or uh, showing me pictures from some lavish vacation to you know Turks and Caicos, <laughs> Fiji. I didn't see that, so I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I I know that it wasn't that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's kids' college got paid for. I don't think that was the case at all. So I don't. I don't think that uh, you know. The, Took the money and ran. I don't think that was the case at all. All right. That's it for November the 8th. That is it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate each and every one of you. Go watch Boats of Pros with Andy Morgan if you haven't. Make sure you hug your mama. Make sure you hug your granddad If they're still alive I, I, I've thought about Old Daddy Richard a lot This, this week with the Braves And uh, super, super awesome They finally got him a, Another World Series win And uh, be sure you hug hug a neck, man you, you never know anymore Ladies and gentlemen You just never know Thoughts and prayers To the Martins family Furious hog snatcher Will be missed On so many levels I'll take you out With some Bluxy Blues And I'll see y'all Next time.
1: Well, I'm going to leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens in rest This highway, that does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there